This week on Their Only Legends, we talk about an upcoming manga adaptation of a popular novel starring everyone's favorite princess, our hopes for Star Wars Squadrons, and more. But first, be sure to head over to the show's Instagram at OnlyLegendsPod or email comments and questions to TheirOnlyLegends at gmail.com. Now, let's get into it. Far away with a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay. Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia, look Vader and Leader, Kylo Fit Parade. He'll tell me the eyes when I place on my bed. Who got the Chewbacca? There's no need to fret. Busters are primed in the corner, they're set. Then it's off with their heads like their name Jango Fett. I've seen these movies like 500 times. I'm solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind. Move with the force and the force is with me, so of course you will see even if I go blind. I'm on this journey of trials and lessons. Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds. Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens. Enjoy every minute, cause they're only legends. Are you kicking off first? I, I can. If you want to kick off first, you can kick off first. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, you kick man. off first. You want me to kick off first? Feed me in. Feed me in. Feed, feed me you in. in. Yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is our first episode of Their Only Legends with Spencer Kaprowski and Tyler Gray. Welcome in. Spencer, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? This is Spencer. Um, yeah, shoot. Welcome to Their Only Legends, the pilot episode. Now, so rad. We did do an um, episode before this, but that was just a test run. And this. I can't I can't express enough how excited I am that we're doing this. So stoked. Like legit. Legit. Like we're we're going to talk about we're going to talk about video games and books and comics and Ooh. news breaking and the 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 universe that we love that is Star Wars. And speaking of the news and such, did you not tell me today that there is a manga of Leia coming out soon? Heck yeah, there is, man. Uh, did you ever read Leia, Princess of Alderaan? I did not. I am a pleb. I did not read that book or whatever that was. I didn't read it either. Um, but apparently it tells the story of how Leia like got involved in the rebellion and stuff. But mm-hmm. I have no idea when it came out. It was written by Claudia Gray. Uh, but there's an artist and his name is Haruichi. Um, and he's doing a manga adaptation or he already did it. It released in Japan in like December, but they're dropping the uh, the English translated version. I think later this month. Yeah, on the the twenty seventh. But um, yeah, it's it's super dope. The art looks really good. Um, it's it's like a traditional manga style, which I mean, a lot of people can come to appreciate. Right. And you hear a lot of people talk about like, oh, like I would love to see Star Wars adapted into a manga or an anime. Um, like there's some really cool star wars anime trailers and snippets and scenes that you can find on youtube and stuff but um yeah this this looks really good um it's it's young leia she uh obviously princess of alderaan and it kind of shows her the series documents her going into the rebellion and transitioning out of being a young little polite princess and kind of shows her rebellious side growing up and ultimately like leading her into the rebellion um so it's it seems pretty cool and it's honestly stuff that I've never really checked out before like that era of Leia. Uh, so what makes it a manga? Just they make her eyes bigger than normal, or yeah, I mean, <laughs> what makes anything? It's, it's animation style, cartoon style, but uh, <laughs> it it's straight from Japan. You know, it's know. it's done by a guy. I don't I don't know this man Har- Haruichi, but 
from what I've seen, like they have a preview on StarWars.com, and it's the first eleven pages of the first Leia Princess of Alderaan adaptation in English. Right. And the animation style is like really cool. The way he he cartoons her, and it it looks very Carrie Fisher, but at the same time, uh, like dramatized. If that's even a word. right, and that's kind of like what I was. That's what I was, like I was looking at the dramatized. I was looking at the um the pictures in the preview <clears throat> and it's like, it looks like Carrie Fisher and then adding anime manga eyes to her, you know, it's almost got a Padme vibe. Oh yeah. It does have a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. A very Padme esque vibe. Um, Claudia gray, for those who don't know is the author of a few other books, uh, bloodline, star Wars bloodline, as well as star Wars master and apprentice. And the only reason why I mentioned those two is because those are the only two of her five star Wars books that I own. But I've read Bloodline. I started Master and Apprentice, which is the Qui Gon um, Obi Wan one. Bloodline right. is I own another. Master and Apprentice, but I've never read it. Yeah, I own it on audiobook. Um, I started listening to it. It was pretty cool sounding. Like I was listening, but I don't know. I just kind of like we were talking off uh, off air. You know, getting into something and then priorities switching and losing interest. Um, sure. I, I love both Obi Wan and Qui Gon, um, but uh, I don't. I just lost interest. Say that again. Obi Wan and Qui Gon. What did you, you say? Qui Gon. Qui Gon. How do you say it? Qui Gon. Yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. Whatever. Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a dialect thing. I, I mean, at least I'm not saying saying you know, uh, Qui Qui John Gin or what, what the fuck. Who? Right. There was some guy. Some actually one of my friends. Um, friend of a friend. He's a he's a friend. I play D and D with him. Um, he calls him. I think he calls him Quigon. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, never, that's I don't too much. I don't call that's him out. I don't call him out, but it, it's it's frustrating. Um, because he's wrong. And yeah, Quai, <laughs> Quoi, Quoi. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, how do you pronounce the uh, Ice Planet from Empire? Ice, ice planet from Empire? Uh, Hoth, right? Yeah, how do you pronounce it? Okay, you say Hoth. Yeah. Hoth is correct. The amount of people that I, I meet Hoth? to say Hoth I just, drives me yeah, crazy. I, I pronounce things the way I hear them on the movie, not how right. phonetically they should sound. That being said, right. you hear Leia said Leah and Leia multiple times, and you also hear it Han and Han multiple times. See, I always thought yeah. it was a Lando, Lando joke, primarily. but, but um, yeah. I've heard Leia say Han before. I think it is an empire. Doesn't Luke say? It? I think he does as well. Han, yeah, yeah. Um, sucks that the main characters are just wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How how did the original actors get it so wrong? Um, Bloodline was a really good book, by the way. Bloodline takes place immediately after. It's it's while Leia's pregnant with Ben. Oh, and. Is she pregnant with him? She's either pregnant with him or she's already had him. I can't remember which. Definitely already had okay. him. So he's she's already had Ben. This is so, Claudia Gray too. This is Claudia Gray as well. And it's a few years I think Ben's like one or two years old. And it's actually about the it's about when everybody found out that she was the the daughter of Darth Vader and how. Like it was cool. It was pretty cool. On top of that, it's like some um fun uh 
adventure type shit and really, really political. Right. It's really political. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so Claudia Gray, she's, I mean, if she made that and then she also, I mean, if she's behind, like if she, you know, she's obviously not behind this manga, it's based on the book, Leia princess, princess of Alderaan. Um, I have faith that this right. is probably going to be pretty damn good. And I've never been a manga reader, but I think I'm going to probably have to dive into this one. Oh yeah, we'll we'll definitely check this out. I'm I'm definitely going to be picking it up, and we we can talk about it because it's definitely something that piques my interest. You know, I'm I'm more interested in like the comic side and stuff, but like you, I've I've never really explored much manga. Maybe when I was really young, but I couldn't even give you some titles. But right. I'm definitely going to check this out, and um, it, it seems really cool. From StarWars.com, when they announced the uh, the release of it. Um, one of the snips that it said in this exclusive preview, Leia prepares for the day of demand on her 16th birthday, an Alderanian tradition in which the princess declares her intention to one day take the throne. But before she does, we see Leia through the years and find out our favorite princess turned general always had a rebel spirit. So, I mean, it's kind of cool because I've never, it's same with Han, same with uh, Luke. Han, we kind of see with Solo, but I would love to see youthful portrayals of these characters and leia in particular so i've seen a lot of talk about millie bobby brown from stranger things i was literally thinking that just now yeah yeah and i i I, i'm down for it i'm here for it i think she would she's an incredible actress or actor i haven't seen uh the new holmes movie apparently she plays like sherlock holmes's sister it's like a alona holmes or something like that yeah but it's on Netflix. I want to check it out. But I mean, she's incredibly talented, and she does kind of resemble a young Carrie. She does. I was um, gonna say it. So I, I think it'd be super cool to see. Um, yeah, and I agree with you too. It's like I've never really been into manga. Like the the novels, I I like I like novels. Uh, I used to read a lot, but now it's mostly audiobooks. And I do prefer comics because <laughs> comics you can really just uh, fly through them. And uh, speaking of flying oh. through things. New Star Wars video game, Squadrons. Man, you know what? I uh, I've decided I I really want to get this. Yeah, yeah. So we, I'm I'm probably gonna wait a couple weeks still, but I I think I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, I'm gonna wait as well, but I need to break out this Logitech joystick and actually use it. So, yeah. Um, man, I mean, I'm sure it'll probably be better. I'll pro- I will probably be better with controller, but uh, you know, joystick. I mean, if you I have get that it, off. Yeah, you get that authentic experience with the joystick. I, if I had a joystick, I would totally do it. I'm gonna use a controller because I'm playing console. But man, I, I bet that would be an experience. It, it looks really good, dude. It does. I've seen I've seen some a, a few videos, not a whole lot of gameplay, but I don't really, you know, we've you've known me for a little while now, and if there's something you know about me when it comes to these types of things, is that I don't like to spoil a lot of what things necessarily look like or what the story is going to be when, it, whether it's right. movies, TV shows or games or whatever, especially star Wars stuff. So I didn't watch too much of it. Um, I saw enough to go. Yep. <laughs> you know, so, uh, I'm going to probably pick this one up. Uh, for those who don't know, this was, uh, released, uh, I think it was October 2nd, I believe October 1st or 2nd, one of those two days. Um, straight, right. straight off of star Wars.com 
says, uh, Master the art of starfighter combat in the authentic piloting experience Star Wars Squadrons. Buckle up and feel the rush of first-person multiplayer space dogfights alongside your squadron. Pilots who enlist will step into the cockpits of legendary starfighters from both the New Republic and Imperial fleets and fight in strategic 5 versus 5 space battles. Modify your starfighter and adjust the composition of your squadron to suit varying playstyles and crush the opposition. Pilots will triumph as a team and complete tactical objectives across known and never-before-seen battlefields, including the gas giant of Yavin Prime and the shattered moon of Galatan. It's pretty cool. Man, it's it's really cool. And we've talked before, and I know that you're really into, like you said, you'd be interested in picking this up if you have the option to do modifications and stuff. Yeah. And um, from the looks of it, you are able to. You're able to upgrade your engine. You're able to, um, I would assume, upgrade the appearance. O- originally, I thought that's probably all you would be able to, but... right. I mean, if you're playing with friends online, having varying styles on the exterior of your of your ships right. um, would probably make it more easily identifiable um, when you're playing. And if it's really you know tight packed action that that it claims to be, um, which from the the playthroughs that I've seen looks really good. Um, yeah, Sorry. I like I'm that it is a first person driven game. Yeah, and that you actually have to read the layout inside of your ship that you're piloting in order to get, you know, your health and all that stuff, your, your shield health. And um, it looks really cool. And I, I really like the design. I, uh, I was worried that it was just, Oh, they're making the starship play from battlefront two into a solo game. Cause I wouldn't put it past EA to do that, but <laughs> from the sounds of it, man, they really pulled something off. They, they really pulled off something that people are, are happy about. And it doesn't have the, uh, like pay as you go, like you actually got to play in order to upgrade your stuff, and and it's all in game. There's there's no, you know, I don't I don't think that you have the ability to buy skins or do anything like that. But I I could be mistaken. Again, I haven't played it. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the microtransactions, although I am a victim of them, nonetheless. Um, sure. Especially on like Call of Duty. Like I don't mind. So yeah, I won't mind if it's like if they implement something where yeah, you wanna like if they have some custom made like artists made uh, skins for, for uh, the star starships and stuff, starfighters that like, yeah, if you, you know, you know, if you have like Imperial credits or whatever that they would use for in-game currency that you could, you know, buy a pack of X amount with actual dollars to be able to buy a skin. That's one thing. As long as it's not like pay to win, you know, as long as you can't, as long as there isn't exactly. like mechanical features of the game that are accessible only by actually paying, which I don't think they would, However, EA is one of the biggest right. microtransaction culprits um, that we've seen. They'll they'll sneak it in in eight months when people aren't playing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, yeah, I said like pay to buy skins. But in reality, I, I don't care if people pay to customize the aesthetics of their ship. Right. Um, as long as they're not able to be like, you know what? If I drop 25 bucks right now, my X-Wing is going to have a v12 whatever <laughs> that's like it's a car but yeah I mean, right. it'd be something cool to see something like you see in forza or any other racing game that you can you know apply custom decals or earn decals as you complete different missions and, and work your way through the game um i think it'd be cool to see something like that i'm really excited to uh to get it and dive in i just bought a couple games or i would do it but i have to play through some of these games first i bought the remaster of crash team racing pure nostalgia yeah and then i rebought gta 5 for like the third time <laughs> um, 
I don't. I, I refuse to pay sixty dollars to download it digitally. But when I see it at GameStop for like ten, fifteen bucks, occasionally I'll pick it up. I had just installed <laughs> that again on my computer uh, a few weeks ago because um, I was yeah. during uh, uh, what was it that week, like September, the week of September eleventh, when all the fires were going on like crazy up here. When I I got um, uh, 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 fucking. When it evacuated, that's what it was. Me and my whole family all went to uh, uh, their uh, the owner of the company they work for uh, gave them a spot on their la- their property to park the couple of campers. So we were hanging out there, and my uh, nice. brother in law brought his Xbox 360 and was playing uh, playing back through the story of of GTA 5. And so I was playing a little bit of it. I'm like, "Fuck, wow. I'm gonna reinstall it when I get back home." And uh, I did. I reinstalled it. I played it for uh, a couple hours. And then stopped, but it holds up, man. It's, it's a, a really fun game. Fun game. But... It's a really fun game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, they're still putting out stuff for that game, dude. It's crazy. Question. But uh, did I say it right? Yeah. Was it Yavin or is it Yavin? I say Yavin. Okay. Just check. Right? That's what I say. I say Yavin. I just, yeah. I've heard people say the Battle of Yavin, and I'm just like, no. I don't think so. Yeah, that man. doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't. It just sounds wrong. However, Galatan, I have no idea. I never heard of that one before, so I, I, I just kind of winged it as I was it. reading it. It's <laughs> <was> like, uh, <laughs> Galatan. Yeah, that's, that's got to be one of the new planets. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as some, they have some key features listed for the Squadrons game. Um, I'll read through a couple of them. Uh, all wings report in plan skirmishes with your squadron in the briefing room before taking off to the evolving battlefields across the galaxy compete in intense 5v5 Jesus 5 versus 5 multiplayer dogfights or unite with your squadron to tip the scales in monumental fleet battles together you're the galaxy's finest so that's cool that it's not just 5 versus 5 I was I was kind of curious about that it it looks like they're going to have some some larger scale war fights yeah um which is pretty dope it reminds me of when the original battlefield series or not battlefield battlefront series came out and you had that fluidity of running from the battlefield and getting into your ship and being able to have it seamlessly transition into you're piloting a ship now and taking off and it felt like you were a part of a bigger battle even though there might only be 10 ships in the air right um i think it's kind of cool to you know that they're gonna have full-on fights probably like um like domination type fights i would imagine where you like take over specific areas and take down you know targets that are timed like you have one minute to destroy this ship or um but yeah that that seems like it'd be pretty dope yeah i'm i'm and excited then, uh, for that go ahead and then let's see master legendary starfighters take control of different classes of starfighters from both the new republic and imperial fleets as said before uh, including the Agile A-Wing and the Devastating TIE Bomber. Modify your ship, divert the power between its systems, and destroy your opponents in strategic space dogfights. Uh, a couple things to unpack there. I think it's pretty dope and pretty evident. It says you can divert your power between its systems. So does that mean you can like regain health system if you decrease weapons? or What do you think that means? Chewie, we need to redirect the forward-facing <laughs> the fucking hills <laughs> to the rear. All of them, now. Yeah, that's what I think it means. I think that you can divert power okay. f- to from different directions for, like, shields 
or like say yeah so say for instance like something gets like you get hit and then you probably get like a warning like you know uh uh gyro stabilizers malfunction and then you can maybe you can like divert your power from you know um uh deflector shield like your for forward facing direct deflector shields uh to the stabilizer so now you don't have the front facing uh deflector shield but now you have power back to your stabilizer or something like that maybe right uh, or it might just be literally something as simple as you can choose how much of like your shields are being sent in which direction and that's about it i don't know it could just be an advertising ploy but i like the idea a lot of having to pay attention to what all you can do and cuz that is something we've heard multiple times like that one specifically diverting power to real rear deflector shields. You know, I'm pretty sure that line has been said at least three times across all movies. Um, and it's something that I have said playing star Wars D and D as a pilot, because piloting is my favorite thing <laughs> in star Wars. I have a, I have a not, right. not to toot my own horn here, but I have a, I have a character named Jackson prime. If that isn't the most star Wars name you've ever heard. Um, it's pretty, I got pretty my, sci-fi. Yeah, I I made it up a while ago and both both uh game masters that I've run that the character through have both been like holy shit every time I told it and then whatever. So I make that pilot that guy's a pilot and 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 I put all of my uh points into being the best pilot possible. <clears throat> so I of course I just whenever it's time for me to do something uh, it's like, okay, Tyler, so, or, okay, Jackson, you know, what do you do here? You've got two ties on you. And I go, well, I pull back the throttle. I stall out, fall back, so that way my gunner here can get a shot on one of the ties. And then, okay, make that roll. And then, boom, I drop, like, a 40. And it's like, yeah, that's just what I do. Can't do anything else. <laughs> I can't I can't shoot to save my life. I can't talk my way out of a situation. But I can fly a fucking starship. Um. But yeah, so I love yeah. this. I love this. Every every bit about that. If, if that's what it is, modifying it, being able to switch the direct, like being able to just move. Because I always imagine that these starfighters have. Because you know that's one thing. Star Wars is not science fiction. It's science fantasy. So one of the things that I think a lot of people get wrapped up in is trying to apply too much science, like too much real world science for us into these. So like, yeah. I like the idea is there's just, there's just power being generated from the central location and then it just gets dispersed everywhere and you can choose where it goes. And if you stop it from going here, you can make it go there. I don't need to know the physics of how or why. I just want to know that it's a possibility. And so if that's the case, I like that idea a lot, being able to, to maybe give yourself like, uh, you can maybe shut down your shields and divert power to the engines the thrusters and now you have a speed boost for x amount of time until you know or whatever you know or your guns are more powerful right. for an x amount of time i think that'd be cool yeah, yeah. you know it's, you know what's funny about this is there's cats that are listening to this and have been playing it for a week that are just screaming yeah i was literally thinking That's that as i was talking <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here like hypothesizing on something's been out for a week you know what we're gonna play it yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna play, play it. it we're gonna review it it's gonna be a good time just relax but we haven't yet okay. so let us just speculate so, yeah let us have fun with it um so moving on from that this this next uh piece of key feature 
sounds a little dirty. Live your Star Wars pilot fantasy. Yeah, you had the said um, you had said something <laughs> earlier, like when you started reading the Master Legendary Starfighter section, you threw on like radio voice. And so I was, you like that? I heard it, and then I was just thinking, all right, so live your Star Wars pilot fantasy. You know, that's what I thought that was going next. Right. <laughs> that's exactly where it's going. The cockpit I, shoot, why not, man? Is your home? Anyway, <laughs> continue. Um, yeah, the cockpit is your home. You use its dashboard to your advantage, and. With just a thin hole of metal and glass between you and the perils of space, feel the intensity of combat from a f- combat from a first-person perspective. Take off in thrilling multiplayer modes and a unique single-player Star Wars story, which covers a key campaign near the conclusion of the Galactic Civil War. Immerse yourself in the pilot's seat completely with the option to play the entirety of Star Wars Squadrons in VR. Nice. Do you have a VR headset? No. No, I need Damn. one. I uh, I wonder if like, I I don't have a PlayStation, but oh, fuck man, I I do want to play this, and I would love to experience it in VR. Dude, I'd I uh, so sick. <clears throat> if I always start puking. You think so? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't get motion sickness like that, man. Catch me doing barrel rolls all day, just taking out Tie Fighters and bombing shit. I I think it'd be fun. Um. I, I love VR. I haven't spent a lot of time doing it, but like I've I've heard some good things, and I've I've tried on a few people's like Oculus headsets and stuff. So um, I think that'd be dope. You can look around your your cockpit and have that fully you know immersive experience, especially if you have a joystick, dude. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. Well, I also do simulator racing, and they and iRacing has a VR um, uh, compatibility feature, so that way. You can hook up VR and then it look it feels like you're in the car while you're using your steering wheel and shifter and pedals in real life. Right. Uh, so I've thought about yeah. it. I might need to invest in that. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then to to wrap it up on key features for this, the mission is clear. No, just kidding. Have you seen <laughs> Star Wars Tenacious Squadron? D? Think of Destiny. Oh yeah, it's it's been a long time, but yeah, yeah absolutely. when he's breaking in to the to the history museum <laughs> the Rockman history museum his song right. the mission is clear <laughs> i'm going over there i'm going to do the mission <laughs> so as soon as i saw that that's what i thought <laughs> fucking jack black oh man sorry that's fu- i haven't watched that movie in a, in a while we bro. watched i remember it when night. it first came out oh did you yeah so it's fresh fresh in my mind it first came out and i watched it with my mom and i was like i definitely don't want to be watching this doing cock push-ups and stuff <laughs> Uh, yeah no it's uh mom go in the other room (laughs) yeah mom mom cover your eyes but uh yeah man i uh i definitely i definitely need to rewatch that but uh the mission is clear star wars squadrons (laughs) star wars squadrons is a fully self-contained experience from day one where you earn rewards through play i love that uh climb their ranks and unlock new components like weapons holes engines shields and cosmetic items and a clear path for progression that keeps the gameplay fresh and engaging so that just really touches on what we said earlier as far as like um what you're able to upgrade and dude i i'm about to go buy this game right now (laughs) no no you must wait i know we just got paid yeah i bought a car today and I, i yeah shoot man it's it's so tempting but uh 
yeah I'll, I'll definitely pick it up we'll, we'll pick it up and we'll talk about it shoot in like a month give us some time to play it and digest it and figure out what we like about it and we'll, we'll definitely talk about it i hate that add that to your your goes into every time i hear something that like, i i watch a lot of tv or i used to watch a lot of tv but watching a lot of like stand-up comedians and movies and listening to music all the time it's very rare that i read something or hear somebody say something and i don't immediately have like a movie or song quote <clears throat> that comes to mind sure um you had said um we'll tell you what or we'll talk about what we like about it. And I immediately heard Kevin Hart say, Ooh, tell me what you like about it. <laughs> I can't not. I can't not. It's so annoying. Anyway, sorry to derail. That's, that's how your brain thing. works, man. That <laughs> works with your recall and stuff. Like the way that you're able to remember character names and like, like quotes and shit from movies that I totally like, I do not have that recall. I'll sit there and I'll butcher something and just be like, you know what? It was like this. If you give a shit, go look it up. You're like, <laughs> you, you can quote it with the direct cadence and be like, Oh yeah. Like what is the, I, I still can't do it, but you can do the, the Kylo Ren telling Ray, like you're nothing. Your oh, parents yeah. left you. For, yeah. That's dude, my, that's you you spun my... that off on me a couple times. And I'm like, I? how do you, yeah. You're like, I'm like, how do you know that shit word for word? Word for word. Because it is, hot take, it is probably the best moment in the entire, what is it, all nine movies? I really? mean, it's 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 unfortunate that it's not to go into a deep dive here, uh, which we will do. I, I want to cut two. you off real quick before you, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think that Kylo Ren telling Rey that she ain't shit is the best moment in all nine Star Wars movies? <laughs> Sway, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me out. All right, explain yourself. Okay, <laughs> explain yourself. I don't mean. I just mean, as far as acting goes, because I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like any of the first three movies that got released had a symbol had a, had any semblance of proper acting in them. I've, I I I don't care. They're a, they're a product of their time. That's fine. That's great. That's awesome. The acting in those movies to me doesn't hold up, but I love those movies. I love them. I'm supposed to go down to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. Uncle, <laughs> whatever. Fucking, I almost said Uncle Ben. Yeah, no, yeah. You guys are sequel trilogy lovers. I know it. You guys, you guys. Yeah, no. Fuck it. We are not about negativity on this podcast. We will give criticism. My criticism, I grew up with those movies. Those movies started my Star Wars love. However, as I've gotten older and I love film, I'm not a fan of their acting. And then you go and watch. And what is one of the biggest criticisms of the the, the prequel trilogy? The cringy acting of, of, of Hayden Christensen as Anakin, right? The acting's not great. I hate sand. It's yeah. coarse. Gets in my ass crack. <laughs> Makes my balls itch. Um, <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I'm going to add to that. The Revenge of the Sith, like, no, because I'm so in love with you. I, dude, that's that's like, it's like 30 minutes into that movie, and it almost makes me hit hit back, like, get the fuck out of Disney Plus every single time. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I, that's a great flick, and, like, yeah. I love Revenge of the Sith for what it is. Yeah. But, like, that is some of the cringiest shit. And, like, even my wife, where I'm like, yeah, babe, I really love this shit. Like, I love this shit. And for her to sit down and have to witness something like that, like, I'm just like, I, I don't love this shit, you know? Like, right, right, but, right. 
yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but uh, no, no, go you're on good, talking you're good. about Kylo Ren and whatnot. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. So when you look at acting, right, and the and and how convincing that moment is <clears throat> when Adam Driver just just in like he he gets so locked in to that moment and like you've got you've got Daisy Ridley who's in tears right she 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 is is is, poor girl as um both of us are fans of Rebel Force Radio shout out to them Mm -hmm. um if you guys love Star Wars and you don't listen to that podcast then you are clearly mistaken you need to go listen to them they're great uh but they have said uh while um Reviewing that movie, Daisy Ridley in The Last Jedi spent most of the movie crying. You know, <laughs> it seemed like that was what, yeah. what the case was. But anyway, <clears throat> so he's telling her, you know, do I need to tell you or have you already, have you always known? You know, say it, say it. And, and it's like this moment where, like, we are about to, like, we are, we are witnessing <clears throat> Ray is, is learning She's not even learning. She's finally admitting to herself what she's known all along, right? The question that we've always had is an answer that she's had. And and it could have just been like Kylo could have just been saying, he could have just said, you're nothing. You're nothing at all. Stop pretending like there's something like you know it. Instead, he he just, he is honest with her. He yeah. he's, he's purely, truly honest with her. Your your parents were nobody. You're nothing. You're nothing. But not to me. Like that like that fucking moment, bro, as far as acting goes, dude, that is that is the that is the best moment to me in all nine movies. Now, that is my opinion. It's very, very uh subjective. Obviously. Sure. Um because I as as bad as 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 bad as those three movies are, I'm a fucking Rilo Raylo Stan, I guess, whatever you called me. Uh I love the potential that could have been there with those characters and those two actors are, are great. So I don't know. It's just like the delivery of that specific scene on top of the fact that everything between those two in that movie was gold. Um like it just you know, but that's it's not to take away okay i know what i said earlier and i'm gonna try to reel us out of this fucking hole that i'm spinning us into um but if we don't have okay the acting (laughs) of if we don't have the acting of the movies from the 70s and 80s and 90s um to propel the up-and-coming actors forward we don't get the acting we have today. So we, if if it's not for those movies, uh, and the actors portraying those characters in the past, I get it. We don't get the we don't get people like Adam Driver who I don't know if you've seen the torture report or the report rather um, with him in it. Adam Driver is one of the best actors I've seen where he doesn't like. I saw him first as Kylo Ren. I haven't. Um. And. To me, Kylo... I saw him first in, was it the, I was just saying, I saw him first in like the Family Stone or one of those movies, some like rom-com, he plays just this whiny kid, but right. uh, no, I, I haven't seen that flick. I know he's in that movie with Scarlett Johansson, 
and he's uh i really did like black Klansman though i thought he killed it in that yeah he's not like i when i see him in other movies i don't go oh that's kylo ren you know and that's and that's something that's right rare when it comes to people who play like if i see carrie fisher i don't go oh it's carrie fisher that's princess leia you know sure and even though she didn't want that to be the case you know unfortunately it just is um but anyway, so yeah, I just I, I understand like that's that's kind of a hot take. Like people like I don't mean storytelling wise. I don't mean like of all of the things that happen in the Star Wars story, that's the best part. I say just out of pure love of the art of acting. Yeah. That to me is probably the the most well executed moment out of all of them. Sure. Um, and and to build on that, I think that you know what, that's completely valid and you stood your ground and I, I completely get where you're coming from. It just caught me off guard that you said that your favorite quote in the Skywalker saga, your favorite moment is in the middle of the last Jedi. <laughs> 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 Telling Ray that she ain't shit. So it kind of caught me off guard, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're, you're validated. I get what you're saying. And, and yeah. to, to add to that, um, Adam driver for the record, like, let me just put this out there. I love the sequel trilogy. I love star Wars. Like when it comes down to it and, and you said this a little bit earlier, like I am critical of these movies because I'm critical of what I love and I hold what I love to a high standard. And so I may be critical of the sequel trilogy, but I have no doubt in my mind that the same way that the prequel trilogy has grown on to become a cult favorite. And I like, the only people that really hate on the prequel trilogy still are the old heads, like the, the cats that were around for the original trilogy. And, um, you know, like it's crazy what stemmed from the prequels and how after that, everyone hated George Lucas and he should have, he should give up the franchise. And then, you know, before that people were pissed because of all the, the shit that he added to the special editions and, I don't think that I don't think that any Star Wars material besides the Mandalorian is people are so judgmental of it. Like I feel like whenever there's a new Star Wars coming out, people are always like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I liked it, but and there's a whole slew of things because it doesn't meet what they wanted it to be or what they had filled in the gaps for themselves and that's created in their head. Like this is something that has happened to have that um, stripped of its canon and say, Nope, you know what? You're fucking wrong. There's no Mara Jade Skywalker. There's no this or that. And this didn't really happen. In fact, it was actually this that happened. And you know, it people take that shit personally. And so, especially when you're, you're adding on, cause all the prequels did was, they played the role of a prequel. They built up based on what you already knew what was going to happen. Okay. So like people fell in love with the OT, the prequels really just played into that and kind of filled in some gaps and, and, you know, shaped the story around what you would eventually see, which is really what you've already saw. If that makes sense. But for the sequel trilogy, it's, all uncharted you you haven't heard like you know when in a new hope and you've got alec guinness sitting there telling luke or not alec obi-wan telling luke uh 
you know, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars and, and, and all this stuff going on. So people spent 30 years going, what the fuck is the Clone Wars, dude? What, like, what happened? And, and people got it and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, whatever. It takes kind of the mystery out of it. And they hated Jar Jar and they hated Hayden Christensen's delivery because they wanted, I don't know, people wanted a badass Anakin, which I, uh, I understand, but like, you know, take it for what it is, not what you want it to be. Um, the sequels, I love the sequels. I love Adam Driver. Um, but to sum up this topic, I, I was just caught off guard that that you said that that was your favorite Skywalker saga moment. But you know, in, in retrospect, you're right because like you look at the acting in the sequel trilogy compared to the prequel trilogy, compared to the original trilogy, the acting's in fucking credible, incredible. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Adam Driver. The dude who plays Poe, who I can never remember his Oscar Isaac. name, Oscar Isaac, are incredible. They're it's 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 phenomenal, and you can pair those chops to Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher in the original trilogy. They're acting circles, bro. They're acting circles, and and I don't, I honestly don't give a shit. Like that just is what it is, and that is because in 2020. You like we have to hold shit to a standard like people can watch an incredible multi 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 million dollar flick and be like, y'all, this shit sucks. Like, yeah, really, dude, really like this is some incredible feats of technology and stuntmanship and cinematography in general. And you're like, oh, well, that sucks. Orgs are stupid. You know, like, it, I, like <laughs> it's, it's fucking it's crazy. Right. Like, and they are. Don't, don't they get are, it twisted. They, they are. are but but y'all, thought, y'all thought Ewoks were stupid back in right. fucking through the 80s. Right. What's the stupid teddy bear one? Like, no, nah, dude, Jedi's badass. It's badass. And you know what? The sequel trilogy, guarantee you 10 years from now, people are going to love that shit. Because oh, yeah. they're going to grow with it and they're going to accept it. And there's going to be shit about it that doesn't make sense, just like all the other flicks that came before it. But when it comes down to it, it is Star Wars, and it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I 100% agree. But, uh, yeah, dude, um, which I guess moving forward, back the Kenobi series. Yeah. The back on track. Um <laughs> I'm so excited for this series, dude. Me too. And I, uh, I, I'm, I've always imagined what, like, what the hell did Obi Wan do for Luke's entire life? Like, did he just sit there? Like, honestly, I've just imagined him in his hut, trying not to get sand on his hand as he's whacking off in the desert. <laughs> they don't have TV. What the hell was he doing? Right. Like, what? Well, who? Who knows? And I'm excited to see that territory explored a little bit and um like do you have anything that like you're looking forward to or that you hope you see in the kenobi series yeah yeah i do um so i don't think we'll get to see it um because it was touched on in rebels um and i don't know how much they're gonna want to um brush over in live action uh 
just because it's live action, you know, but I would love, I would actually love, love to see the Maul versus Kenobi, but done live action, you know, Ray Park versus you... Ewan McGregor. Oh yeah. Did you finish Clone Wars? I, f- I watched the last season of Clone Wars. Yes. Okay. I skipped to so the last in season. in the same way, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. We're, I we have it. our whole lives and we're, we're going to dissect Clone Wars someday and we're going to have plenty of discussions about Clone Wars. But all I was going to say for that was the way that they overlapped, like, cause that's really our first time that I can recall that you saw scenes kind of overlap from live action to animation. Yeah. Right. So in, in that instance, like the, the communication with like Yoda and Mace Windu and Obi-Wan and kind of some of the background stuff that you heard and the transmissions being made right up until order 66, you heard them from a voice actor rather than from Samuel L. Jackson or Ewan McGregor or, you know, what, whoever was saying it in live action. Um, and I, I'd be curious if they could pull off a, shot for shot remake of because I, I would love to see you and mcgregor and ray park go at it a hundred percent and i don't like th- honestly i don't think it's going to happen but i agree that that'd be so cool to see and anything honestly with ray park reprising mall um any kind of sequel to solo which would be way before this but like i loved seeing him as an old mall and an old, like, aged, hardened character. Um, I'd like to see him around this time, too, like, pulled himself fully out of the madness, has gone through his crime syndicate days, and I would love to see, other than an animation, like, a conclusion to that character. Because, they, I mean, honestly, they don't, they don't have a lot of time. Like, how much gaps can you really fill in? And yeah, you can fill in a lot of shit. I mean, that's why we got books, which a lot of them have been deemed legends, but you got books like Maul Shadowhunter, uh, Maul Lockdown. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Darth Maul. I have Shadowhunter. And <clears throat> I haven't read Shadowhunter. I read Lockdown, which is really good. Um, but I, I'd love to read Shadowhunter soon. It's, it's on my queue. It's on my queue. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but as far as the, uh, the Kenobi series coming out... Um, comicbook.com just released an article yesterday actually and they had sat down to do an interview with Ewan McGregor and he kind of added on to what he had said in previous interviews about basically like I'm much more looking forward to doing this than I was the uh the prequel trilogy which that was taken you know he he said it a lot more elegantly than that but yeah he uh yeah, he confirmed that the show is expected to start principal photography next March, so they're going to start, you know, actually producing the show um, starting this spring, which is I'm I'm so excited for. Um, but yeah, he confirmed that it's going to be about his character hiding out from the Empire in the years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, which is what everybody already knew. Um, and then. He said, the fun thing about doing the prequels in the first place when I was much younger was trying to imagine Alec Guinness and how he would play these streams as a younger guy, McGregor said. It led me to watch a lot of his early work, which I hadn't seen before. Brilliant movies, wonderful films he'd been in, 
and I just had such a great time studying him in those movies. This time, I will be much closer to age in him, and it will be my challenge to sort of meet him somewhere. It's a great honor to try and pretend to be him. So from him saying that, like, it sounds like he's going to be straight up trying to do Alec Guinness. And yeah. um, I'd imagine he's probably going to be grayed out a little bit. And I'm sure it's just that Tatooine son because it's only been, what, 18 years, 17 years. But yeah, um, depending on where they or are. I, I don't know how long they're going to do it in this. But I mean, he got old in those 17, 18 years. And so I would imagine we're going to see an older Ewan McGregor, which I mean, it's been 20 years since they filmed the prequels. Yeah. So it's probably not too inaccurate. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited for that series. They uh, they did confirm, I believe they confirmed that it would be one season. Um, sure. That it was just going to be one season, a one season series. So that being said, I would, I would, I would think maybe like eight to 10 episodes if they're going off of the Mandalorian uh, yeah. style. <clears throat> but what we could, what I, what I think would be an interesting um, thing to look for, maybe, possibly, and this is just completely off the top of my head, um, maybe like a six to eight episode long uh, series where we're looking at like an hour and 15, hour and 20, uh, like almost film length, almost film length. Maybe if you, if you do that long, it'd be like five. Um, yeah, five episodes, uh, length episodes. Um, I'd imagine it's probably gonna be like an hour if they're only doing one. Yeah. And I wouldn't expect it to like, if I were doing it, I can't imagine over the course, I can't imagine it's 20 years. Okay. Well, judging by how old Alec Guinness's character is and somehow that's supposed to be 20 years later. Um, it's either the Tatooine son sons or, um, maybe it's a combination of like just like nonstop bullshit from start to finish his entire time there stressing him the fuck out but i don't think so over the course of 20 years i can't imagine it's just like nonstop from beginning to end um of of action packed obi-wan so like I, i said before the only thing that's stressing this dude out in the middle of the desert for that long is him not being able to find his lotion like he's chilling he ain't doing anything bro well like my theory is that we're going to see this series is not going to take place in one chunk. It's going to be one episode. We'll focus on a time period and we'll progressively watch him age up until the point. when. That's what I think. I think that would be an interesting way to go about it because you think about, you have 20 years to talk about essentially, potentially they might not, they might focus on, um, they might focus on like the last little bit so that way they can have that moment where the end of the, the finale is Obi-Wan hears, you know, the uh, Tusken Raider attacking Luke and then it'll cut, you know, so that way it'll blend in seamlessly to, to New Hope. But um, and and if they do that, if they focus on like that last little maybe year, two years before. Uh, a new hope, then that means they'll leave the door open for books and comics and shit to fill in the rest of the gaps. Um, but it's possible that they go like every episode or every couple of episodes focuses on a certain section of that 20 year yeah. period. Then that leads up to, you know, when we get to see him, what he's doing right before new hope. 
it'd be an interesting take. I on really it. like that concept, a hundred percent. I actually really like that. Um, I uh, I wonder if they'd even go as far as to like if that were the case, uh, to do like a deep fake or like CGI Alec Guinness over Ewan McGregor's face yep. to like fully transition it into a new hope in the same way that rogue one does with princess leia yeah yeah that i that they detect the precedent has been set so yeah i could see that but i'm which they haven't too. been able to pull off leia cgi no um they even didn't. when they were using uh, it was okay her daughter it was okay have you seen the like, because deep fake has become a really popular thing in like oh, yeah. the last year yeah. and like I, I really like like the deep fake George Lucas videos are so funny, and I forget the the name of the guys that do those, but they're they're super funny. And um, I saw a YouTube video where somebody fixed Carrie Fisher's face at the end of Rogue One, which I mean, in all reality, it wasn't horrible, but like you look at it and you're like, eh, it just never sits right. But they actually use deep fake technology to straight up plant. Carrie Fisher's face on top of Carrie Fisher's face, and it looks so much better. And uh, I'll, I'll send you the link for that. You should definitely check that out. But yeah, I want it's, to. It's crazy how far that technology has come. Like, because you figure how much effort did they put in in the CGI studio developing Rogue One, and how much did that shot of Carrie Fisher's face cost? Yeah, when they could have just used a deep fake app on their phone and have it look just as good, if not better. Right. Like that, that's kind of crazy that technology is hitting that point. Um, but I would, I thought they did Tarkin really well. Uh, when they, they used him in Rogue One, like yeah, I, agree. I thought they did Tarkin phenomenal. And I don't know what it is about Carrie. And like Carrie has that, like, especially young Carrie has that, like, beautiful, smooth face. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't been able to pull it off. Like, I, doesn't look bad and like i'm not trying to discredit the teams that work on it and shit like i i phenomenal flick and all that but like even in uh rise of skywalker where it shows the young carrie training scene yeah that one was tough yeah and they did they did mark hamill fine like mark hamill looks great they use her uh, face from the so they use mark hamill's face and carrie fisher's face from return of the jedi from the same sure. exact scene when i think it's when luke is telling leia um, that they're related and that she also has, you know, because they're both, you know, the spawn of Anakin that she has the force in her too. So like that right. scene is what they took oh. the the faces from. And when you watch the special features of, of uh, Rise of Skywalker, I can see how that was. But the the scene they chose, even that scene, specifically that camera angle from Return of the Jedi, didn't even really look like Carrie Fisher that much. Like it, it's Carrie Fisher, obviously, but it was like the least Carrie Fisher looking, you know, camera angle they could have chosen. Uh, and yeah. And it's just like the, the young, young Leia from rogue one and young Leia in rise of Skywalker. They didn't quite nail like old, old Leia, you know, the, the, from the pre made shots, you know, or not pre-made, but the, the previously filmed, um, uh, footage, looked right. okay you know it was pretty good you know um it, it, it looked it, great the way they incorporated that yeah yeah I, I my my little thing that i have about it is i just kind of feel like her lighting is always a little darker than everything around her almost like there's like a screen like mm-hmm. almost kind of like there is like a 
a, a very faint like window screen in front of her face. I mean, not that drastic, but um, but it still it looks good compared to Rogue One. And I'm I was like, you you made Tarkin look damn near alive again. Yeah. And then there's like everybody universal <clears throat> universally has that moment when you go. I remember in the theater going, what? okay, yeah. You know, everyone does that. Like, they're like, uh, yeah, it's her. I see what you were trying to do there. <laughs> like, you know, that's, 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 that's great. I really like it. I cheered for it at the end of it. I have watched it 10 times since. And just, that's my critique on it. Yeah. It was like, obviously, I mean, they did a great job. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying like, y'all got star Wars money, bro. <laughs> No, 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 no. Y'all got Disney money. <laughs> Disney money. I should be looking at Carrie Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> Facts, for sure. Um, Disney bought like, Star Wars for $4 million. Yeah. And they made that back in the first fucking four years. That's how Disney's got different yeah. money. Disney's got money where you can give me that actor, even if they're not there. They got Monopoly. Yeah, exactly. They own it. They have it. They that's they theirs. Own Fox, they own everything. They have the ability Marvel to go. Money. Yeah, we'll give you a couple extra bucks so you can put that person in that film. You know, even though they're not around anymore, like they have the ability to do that. So when they don't do that, you know, that's when things get a little thing, um, a little annoying. But uh, anyway, what's, I'm I'm excited. Your, go ahead. I was just gonna ask, what's your overall view on? deceased celebrities being reportrayed in movies that they didn't technically agree to. Um, <clears throat> this is a, like Karen Fisher. I understand. I had, be- it's a lot to him. Like not a lot to unpack there, but like, um, it's a convoluted answer, like convoluted feeling. Cause like her brother, said that her him and his entire family would love to see Carrie CGI'd in as Princess Leia for everything always. Yeah. Um and that's great. That's her family, that's who's surviving her and if they say that then awesome. Um but it'll never not be weird. Yeah. It'll like even seeing Tarkin. Even seeing Tarkin, it would never not be weird to me. Dude, the first time I experienced it was Fast and the Furious 7 with Paul yeah. Walker. Yeah. That was the weirdest fucking thing f- to notice when Brian didn't have Paul's face perfectly on his face, you know? Yeah. And it was just like you know, I I had a theory for episode 9 when I was on my when I was on my I'm rewriting everything kick um and my my initial thought process was we're going to take like, if I'm, if I'm in charge of writing the script for episode nine, I know what we wanted to do and I don't know what they wanted to do, but like just hypothetically speaking, I understand what the plan was with, with, with Carrie Fisher being alive, but now that she's not alive, sorry, game has to change. Plan has to change. And so my theory was, Hey, let's bump this bad boy five, 10 years down the line. And, we do Carrie Fisher. I mean, I get it. It gave us, it gave us, and it, it gave us the chance as fans to give Princess Leia a proper goodbye. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, and it definitely it de- dude. I still remember in the movie theater how many times, like three or four times, I had to try not to cry first time watching that movie. Like when Chewie drops to like she had been Princess Leia. Sorry, Carrie Fisher has been passed away for she's been dead for three or four years now, right? Three three years now. Yeah, yeah. We all know we were all very sad when we found it out. It's very tragic. But when Chewbacca drops to his knees and roars in pain, it almost makes it real, dude. It made it so real. I legit had to like stop my. I had to force myself to not cry in that moment. I was like, wow, that was, yeah. and it was a very powerful moment. And so like, when you look at what that did, um, I can't, I can't sit here and say they shouldn't do it. But prior to that, seeing that movie, I didn't want to see princess Leia in that movie because if it's not actually her, if it's not actually Carrie continuing the character, you know, it's one thing to do cast a younger person to play a younger version it's something mm-hmm. else to continue on the same character along the same storyline as a different person portraying that, that, that character. And so I always thought it'd be a good idea to um, start the next movie five, ten years down the line in the opening after the credits, the, not the credits, but the crawl would be we literally have like the it'd be the funeral for Princess Leia. Yeah. And I thought that would be a really good send off. Now I am not mad at what they did. But I, yeah, it always just, I don't have an issue with it if the, okay, to be blunt about it, um, the person's not around anymore. So they just don't really get a say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm just, yeah, you knew where I was going with that. Uh, uh, yeah. They don't, they don't get a say. Who gets a say is the people who are responsible for their estate and their family. I think yeah. if their family ultimately is okay with it, and if they're comfortable with that, then then that's fine. Um, I what I find weird can't dictate what the rest of the world does. So, um, yeah, like I said, it'll never not be weird to me um, to see a deceased actor being CGI'd onto somebody else. Um, but hey, man, morally speaking, as long as the people who are closest related to them, or I mean. If whoever's in charge of their estate, you know, that can get a little hairy, I know, but, um, are okay with it. Then, then I'm, then I'm, 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 I'm all for it. Go for it. Make your money. As long as you feel like the people that are in charge of the state are acting in those people's best interest. Um, I, I believe that from an art standpoint, like the whole, it's, it's just fishy around the area of like consent, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's the touchy subject of like using someone's likeness, without their permission and you making money off of it. That's, that's the only way that I see, I see the hairiness involved. Yeah. Now, as far as princess Leia's portrayal in rise of Skywalker, I am 110% fine with it. And that's because if Carrie Fisher hadn't passed away, she would have been in that movie and she would have, she would have probably been in a similar role. And honestly, she probably would have passed away at the end of it. Yeah, because that's that's that was the whole purpose of this trilogy too was lay these characters to rest for these new characters that we can create stories about, and um, so in that area I'm completely fine. I I I only bring it up like I think about like Back to the Future. Do you know about the whole Crispin Glover thing with the original Back to the Future? 
Uh, refresh my memory. So Crispin Glover, he plays uh, Marty McFly's dad in Back to the Future, the original Back to the Future. Um, he's the awkward, you know, Crispin Glover's. Yes. The awkward, sleek back hair, like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I absolutely love him. Um, but he had a falling out with the studio that's behind the movie and it was related to pay or something else. Uh, I want to say it was like, he wasn't making as much money as whatever the dude's name is who plays Marty McFly. It's, it's, I'm Parkinson's, spacing it right now, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forget the comedian that I want to say it's Tom Segura that has that joke about like, I don't want to dude. I I'm Googling his name. Right now. <laughs> but, uh, Again, people are screaming at us right now. Dude, yeah, hold up. Back to the future. Don't say it. Don't Mark. say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You put up that mental roadblock in my head, but I know the fucking actor's name. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Yup. Jesus Christ. People are like, no, I don't want to see a Michael J. Fox TV show. Like, you know exactly what it's going to be. And it's him like, oh, I, I can't stand too long at the urinal. It's my hand shaking. It's going to be like I'm jacking off. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, anyways, so I think uh, Crispin Glover was upset that he wasn't getting the paid the same as uh, I, I'm already spacing his name. Uh, you just said it. What's his name? Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Fuck. Uh but anyways, he's like, I'm not doing the the sequel. I'm not doing. I'm not working in these movies anymore. So the way they got around it, because when you think about, are you familiar with the Back to the Future franchise? Yes. Okay, so in the second movie where they go to the future, which is like 2015, <laughs> and it shows uh, Marty McFly's dad hanging upside down. Yeah. In like some electric chair thing that's like it's supposed to be I, I forget why he's he's hanging upside down in the chair it's been a minute but apparently they did that because they casted another actor with Crispin Glover's likeness mm. because they wanted the the continuity and obviously there wasn't CGI technology and stuff back then and Crispin Glover they got into a huge uh like suing battle over this because he's like you guys are using my likeness i'm not making money on this movie i'm not on the cast list but i go to the theater and there's my face so um this is all off the top of my head so i'm sure that there's facts of that that i'm misconstruing and i don't even know if he ended up winning the court battles or anything but i want to say that that was kind of the birth that was the first time where a topic like this of using somebody's likeness without their permission has has ever been brought up so like it's just always something that like I kind of think about and I look at and like again like with Tarkin, who who knows if he would have agreed to do another Star Wars movie? Um, the actor who plays him, right? And I I just think it's interesting. I think there's been other cases like there was like an Aubrey Hepburn movie that they like CGI'd her or something or CGI'd her into a cameo or something. Um, maybe it was a commercial. I I don't know, but. I don't know. It's just something that, that I think about. I find interesting, but obviously Carrie Fisher would have done it. So I'm, I, I'm completely okay with her being portrayed in rise of Skywalker. Um, speaking of this exact situation, um, there, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, huge NASCAR fan. Um, and this right. exact situation happened. So 
are you familiar with the name Dale Earnhardt? Oh yeah. 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 So those who don't know, uh, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt senior, um, one of the best, arguably considered the most popular and best NASCAR driver, at least up until, uh, recently ever. Right. He died in 2001 on the last corner of the last lap of, of the Daytona 500. And Dale, yeah, Dale Hart Jr., he's pretty good. Uh, my favorite driver. Uh, he's retired yeah. now. But um, anyway, so in 2003 or four, ESPN funds this, produces this movie um, called Three, The Dale Earnhardt Story, or The Story of Dale Earnhardt, something like that. Anyway, so okay. the... Um, you you know Saving Private Ryan, the movie. Yeah. yeah. So the sniper in that movie, Private Jackson, the, the mm-hmm. actor's name is Barry yeah. Pepper. He plays Dale Earnhardt, and it portrays Dale Earnhardt's life from being a 15 year old uh, high school dropout and up through his entire racing career. And I loved this movie as a kid. I as I got older, I found out that one majority of this movie was historically inaccurate and two it was not okayed by the Earnhardt family or Dale Earnhardt's estate this movie went this movie got put on television (laughs) and so they uh yeah the script of the film was not approved this is I'm reading off this Wikipedia um, the script of this film was not approved by Earnhardt's widow, Teresa Earnhardt, and his family. The film, although capturing the essence of Earnhardt, is inaccurate, is inaccurate in many of the events seen in it. Richard Childress, the former car owner and team owner of Earnhardt, sued ESPN for copyright infringement with its use of the three logo. The suit was later settled in December 2005 out of court. Um, but yeah, so it's just like they made an entire movie about a guy in his life, and they didn't even make the effort to make sure things were accurate to his life or even make sure it was okay to make the fucking movie and make money off of him. Um, and so, yeah, it falls into the category of exactly what crazy. we're talking about. It's crazy. Now, this is nothing against Barry Pepper like or the actors involved. but Go ahead. Yeah, that's like watching Walk the Line and then finding out that Johnny Cash never did drugs. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and how are you going to tell a story about someone and not have it be accurate? Exactly. Exactly. It, it is mind boggling. Um, but, uh, and I, to this day, after 12 years, uh, I, and this is not about necessarily, uh, actors, um, you know, suing for likeness or, or even deceased actors being portrayed in movies, just, just actor changes, cast changes for the same character without writing in a reason. Um, to this day, 12 years later, I still have an issue with, uh, war machine with Don Cheadle, the Don Cheadle, Terrence Howard switch mm-hmm. because just in, I love Don Cheadle and he nails that character. Um, but, but why didn't Terrence Howard want to do it anymore? I have no idea. Um, Oh wait, here's a link right here. Why did Don Cheadle replace Howard? Um, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to skim through this real quick. Terrence Howard. It's probably funny. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry, I said yeah, and I was reading, and I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> it's probably just money. I, I love him, man. Yeah. I uh, I got into Empire like the first season, and then I really liked uh, Wayward Pines, the first season of that. The second one was stupid. Yeah, but uh, he's he's incredible. Like he's and I forget what other he plays like some 
I think it's is it Big Mama's house? No, it's not Big Mama's house. It's a uh, what is it? He plays like a murdering boyfriend who's like tracking down. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is Big Mama's house, right? It might be. I'm not. Yeah, anyway, I've only seen that like once or twice when I was younger. It's either Big Mama's house or the one with Martin Lawrence. The Oh, that is Big Mama's house. Yeah, it is Big Mama's house. I was getting Medea mixed up. Oh, okay. anyways. <laughs> but uh yeah, um he's in that too. He plays like the the girl's boyfriend who's like trying to track them down and you don't get her. Right. But uh um No, I uh it says he's incredible. It says Howard, so um for the second movie Downey Jr. got a big pay raise um, because of the success of the movie. And that ended up, um, um, that ended up kind of uh, creating a salary issue with the amount of money they could pay the actors and the amount of money they offered um, Howard was uh, way lower than he would wanted to take. And so he walked away from the role and Cheadle stepped in. So that's why we got the switch of, actors for that character literally a month i can't i yeah i figured i can't look at cheetle without thinking about the the scene in the office where they're at chili's oh yeah i i always forget about that because i always think of hotel rwanda <laughs> oh right <laughs> that was a they're in there and they're like they get the baby back ribs and they all get drunk and they yeah. end up like talking he's like he's like you slit your wrists and you bleed red and you said you know what world like or th- this is my blood. It's red like yours. And like, every time I see him, that's what I think about. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite scenes because it's, sh- it's like, it shows the, 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 the brilliance of Michael Scott. You know, that's one of my favorite, yeah. like, one of my favorite things about Michael Scott. He's a fucking idiot. And then out of nowhere, he'll just pull shit out of his ass. And like the whole episode, Jan yeah. is completely, uh, thinks that he's ruining everything and that he, everything they're doing right. is a complete waste of time. And at the end of the waste day, of yep. he just completely was just, Closes it. yeah, he's closing it. He's playing the closer. Um, yeah. So, and then they hook up with sparks. One of the greatest, uh, <laughs> yes. Arcs in the office. I love, I love it. Office um, is my, one, like my favorite TV show. I also just saw him, uh, Cheadle and he's in the new Adam Sandler, like Halloween movie on Netflix. Mm. Um, it just came out, I think Friday, um, yesterday, uh, at the time of recording, but it's, it's actually pretty funny. If you like, if you like just cheesy Sandler stuff, it's, it's worth the watch. It's got the whole lineup. It's got, uh, Steve Buscemi and, um, what's his name? The dude who plays Paul Blart, but, uh, it's got, it's got, it's got the whole lineup. Yeah. All all the good people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might give that a watch. I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Sandler stuff, but uh, I also don't. Really? I also don't dislike it. Yeah, um, it's it's stupid. It's just a happy Madison movie, but it's yeah. it's worth the watch if you're a Sandler fan. Um, so we had a few other things on the uh, the show notes that I think we should save for next time. Like we, I think next episode we should dive into um, the Mandalorian season two stuff, like Ahsoka, mm-hmm. Dark Saber, all that stuff you have written there. Um, I think we should save the, yeah. we can talk next time about how we got into star Wars. Cause we haven't talked about that. Um, I don't even think we've really talked about that in person. Um, I don't think so. so. There's a few things on there. I think we should save for next episode. I will say this, the top three favorite characters and least favorite characters or character. I don't think I've ever been asked a harder question 
in when it comes to Star Wars <laughs> than that right there. And the funny thing is, you you asked me a pretty difficult question, calling me out like out of everything in the nine movies, that one moment's your favorite. Like, and I'll, as soon as you said that, for a brief moment, I was like, did I just fuck up? Then I was like, no, here's why. But with this, bro, you said to name three. I have one for sure that is like top. Like, see, all of these are going to be like no specific order, but but to fill the other two spots, dude, what the fuck? That was so. I I haven't. I don't know if I can answer that question today because that is like the most difficult <laughs> fucking thing. Like, how do oh, I? It's hard. Because I don't know. For one. Are we going to separate characters based on, like, so for instance, is like Luke Skywalker from A New Hope different from the Luke from TLJ or Jedi? Can we separate those Luke Skywalkers? Um, no. I think it has to be one character, everything canonically that we've seen of them. Or so including even, like Anakin has yeah, to also be Darth I think, Vader. I think if you're going to say Luke Skywalker, you need to accept Luke Skywalker as farm boy Luke and retired Jedi Luke. Cool. Like I, I don't, I think if, if he's going to be your favorite, which I'm not saying Luke, I'll, I'm, that's just an easy grab. But like, if you're going to say honestly, and I'll even go as far as this, I'm going to say, if you say Darth Vader, you're talking about pod racing Anakin too. Like, I think, I think okay. it should be the entire span of that character. So I'll tell you what, we don't have to answer this this time. But we're gonna come prepared for next week. Yeah, and we're gonna get into some discussion about uh, some of our favorite characters, some of our least favorite. And my only thing that I'm gonna say for least favorite can't be Jar Jar. Oh, dude, I was already thinking that too. Like earlier today, because uh, I went to Peng uh, in the shop and I said, "Peng, Spencer asked me the most difficult Star Wars question I've ever been asked," and I told him that. And Bobo goes, "Jar Jar," and I go, "Man, fuck off." Because it's, it's I thought of, it's the, but he's not like, he's not even the worst, like he's not even the worst character in Star Wars. <laughs> you know, like that's the thing is that's, that's, he's, he is the, the internet meme answer of worst character. Um, it's the, the bandwagon mainstream character to hate. And, uh, I was, yeah, I already had decided I wasn't picking him. Um, no, I got, I got you. I got you on that one. All right, cool. And for top three favorite, no baby Yoda. Uh, I that never even crossed my mind. Okay, honestly, it, it would cross a lot of people's mind. I didn't think it would cross your mind. I'm just gonna put those parameters out there because like people love baby Yoda. All right, that'll that's a good idea to like him. preface that. Like, don't expect us to say Jar Jar for our least favorite, and don't expect there to be uh the the favorite characters yeah. being baby Yoda. Honestly. We're going to take seven days to really think about it and yeah. come up with reasons. Yeah, I honestly and... had forgotten about Baby Yoda. I forget about Baby Yoda all the time. Like, I, th- I think about... I don't want you to tell me yours next week. No, I won't tell you. I'm just telling you, like, on a regular basis when I think about Star Wars in general, I will think about the Mandalorian show and Baby Yoda doesn't cross my mind. Like, I have to be physic. I have okay. to be reminded that Baby Yoda exists. It's so weird. Like, for, for as popular as a character as he is... For some reason, I always go, "Oh yeah, he's in that show." <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I don't know you why. Got a life-size baby in the flesh. What'd you say? I have a life-size baby in the flesh. I have a life-size baby Yoda plushie right beside oh. me. <laughs> I think I saw and that on Instagram the somewhere. With a realistic face and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure my wife posted it. Yeah, yeah. But um, but we what we yeah, should so, do is get into this game that you have. 
that's what I want to do. Whatever game you, you said, and get, could. you said, and get okay. ready for a game. So I'm fucking no, ready. Good. Let's do it. You know what? You're going to have to wait for just one second because yeah. I didn't come correct with this. <sighs> but it's good. Hold tight. Hold tight. It's good. It's good. Hold tight. I'll find some way to fill um, some dead air. I'll beatbox or something. <laughs> you know Will Smith beatbox? <laughs> From Men in Black 2. Alright, I'm going to give you this is a this is going to be a little tricky because I started this game and then I didn't finish it. Now we're going to see if I can just pull it off. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you I'm going to start with some easy ones mm-hmm. and it's going to it's going to be straight grabs. There's only seven of these in total. I'm going to go from easiest to hardest. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe a planet. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me the main humanoid species that is from that planet. Yo. <laughs> How this many is planets? All planets? How many planets? Just seven. We're doing seven right now. Jesus. Nice little solar system of planets. Okay. Um, but like four of them are gravies. Gotcha. One of them's okay, and then a couple of them, we'll see. Okay. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail. Go ahead, start. What non-human humanoid species is native to the planet of Nabu? Gungan. Perfect. Um, what? Meter tall humanoids are native to the planet Tatooine. Uh, Jawa. Wait. Perfect. Easy. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Sorry. There was a pause I there. I said meter tall. Yeah, that, yeah. That was... And then I thought about it and I was like, wait, <laughs> is that six or three? <laughs> All right. This is, this is one more grabby. This is one more, one oh, more easy man. one. Okay. What? All hairy humanoids are from the forest planet of Kashyyyk. Wookies, perfect. Okay, that's that's almost half of them. That's so screwed. Pretty, pretty easy. Okay, <laughs> what humanoid species is native to this remote and swampy jungle planet known as Rodia? Rodians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was I was trying to switch you up with the pronunciation of Rodia. Yeah. Okay. Now. What humanoid species is native to this planet with jungles, mesas, valleys, and volcanoes known as Ryloth? Oh, fuck Ryloth. I knew Ryloth was going to be one of them, and I kept thinking Ryloth the whole time. (sighs) Okay. um... (sighs) I want to say the Twi'lek, but I'll just say Twi'lek. I don't know. Twilight is correct. Oh, you got fuck. That. pulled that out of my ass. Okay. 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 What humanoid species is native to the ice planet of Scipio? Ice planet Scipio. Mm hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just going to say Wampa because I don't know. Wampa's not humanoid, my man. It's not a humanoid. It's got two legs and two arms. I guess. Um, but no, uh, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I can give you one hint. Okay. 
Actually, I have two hints. Uh, they are tall and they are thin. <laughs> um. Uh, I, my first thought is the Camino people, but they're from Camino, so <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I actually have three hints for this one. Okay. The second hint, I don't think we've ever seen them in live action canon. Then that's going to be tough for me. Oh, were they in? They're mentioned. I don't know if their species is even mentioned by name, but one character that belongs to this species is mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. You just have to give it to me. I don't know. <laughs> Again, this is a tall, thin, humanoid species from the planet of Scipio. I'll give you one last grabby hint. Okay. Like, Wait, what did you say? Arth Plagueis. Oh. Fuck. Um, I can't remember his fucking species, dude. It's a moon. A moon. A mun. A mun. Yeah. Mun. M-U-U-N. All right, and this is the last one. Native to this arid, rocky planet, what humanoid species belongs to the planet Eridonia. Eridonia? Mm-hmm. Um. No, no. Uh, fucking, uh, Zabrak? You got it. Oh, okay. I, I was really reluctant. I was hoping to throw you off because when I think Sabrak, I think Dathomir. Yeah, that was what that's but, what it was. But so I played <laughs> funny. I had created a, a Zabrak character for a Star Wars tabletop game, and mm-hmm. one there are two different. There are essentially two different places that the Zabrak are known for living is Dathomir and Eridonia. And I when you said it, I wasn't a hundred percent sure because it has been a while, and I was like <laughs> Dathomir. Mm, no, that's like a trick question, almost. Um, yeah. Common misconception. Okay, so I only missed one, and that's because I couldn't remember what the fuck it was. Wasn't too bad, man. That was but, a good uh, game. Yeah, man. So I plan on let's let's say once a week, I'm gonna try and come up with some little fun game for you to play like that. Yeah, I'm and, down. Uh, most of it's probably gonna be quiz related, but I, I might try to switch it up and see if I can't find some other ideas. And uh. I'm going to say to anybody that's listening, if you have an idea for a game that you would like Tyler to spring on me or me to spring on Tyler, go ahead and uh, send us an email, um, which I will provide to you when I know what our email address is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows when? We'll, Who knows? Have it, we'll have it up soon. We'll have it up soon. We'll, we'll cut it in right here. Okay. Yeah, we should cut it in right here. Um yeah there's another thing i wanted to before we log off because we've been going for almost a solid hour and a half now it's pretty good uh pilot episode um uh we we, to those listening who if you haven't been able to tell for the time being we're doing this remotely uh over um over the interwebs so i we plan on for sure doing some 
uh, in-person interviews, but just the way with the pandemic and then our schedules going right now, we're going to be doing this remotely. Um, so if there's ever any like weird audio issues, we apologize. There's only so much that we can handle or that we can take care of on our ends. Um, before the, before we say, you know, Jesus take the wheel and allow the internet to do what they do. That's right. Um, Godspeed. You know, and she's not even considered one of my top three lowest or least favorite characters. Uh, hot take. She's not that bad of a character. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I think this would be a good place to call it. For sure, man. Uh, this was great. This was fun. Uh, I had a great time. Great pilot episode. Uh, if you stuck through the whole thing, thank you for listening. And uh, I think as we move forward, we're going to kind of button down exactly what we want this show to be and, and figure out some more permanent segments and some more permanent, you know, reoccurring topics of discussion. But I think for right now, um, just ride with us as we kind of find our groove and, and figure out exactly what we want the show to be. So um, just full disclosure, when we created this show, it's called their only legends because we do want to explore a lot of EU content and get into some of the, uh, some of the material that isn't necessarily considered canon while also talking about canon material, but we want to dive into books and novels and get into in-depth discussions about that and uh, comics and video game campaigns and, and basically anything that uh, we can get our grubby little mitts on and consume. And um, cause I don't want to speak for Tyler, but at least for myself and I know a little bit for you that, uh, you know, we're big fans of this franchise and Star Wars is something that we really love. And in the five years or so that we've been we've been friends, I would say a solid 90 percent of our conversations are Star Wars related. Yeah. Which I've got no problem with. I think it's it's a big basis for our friendship. And um, I really look forward to. To fine tuning this thing and, and really making it a platform that we can get on and, and talk comfortably and put out some content that other people might find interesting and they can dive into some, some stuff that we haven't as fans had a chance to explore yet and, and really sink our teeth into it and dissect this big vast universe for everything that it is. For sure, man. Like that's, yeah, I, this isn't just going to be where we talk about news and the movies. Like I, I like, I really want to get into the literature aspect of it and, and just kind of see how, canon moving forward and canon in the past has been uh you know manip- not manipulated but inspired by legend stuff and and also talk about the new stuff that's coming out and talk about the news and and all that good stuff and play these games and like mando 2 coming out we got squadrons video game content coming up we've got endless amounts of comic series there's an endless amount of novels we're gonna get into uh canon and non-canon bro like there's there's gonna be so much for us to explore and so much fun conversations for us to have that people can can get on board with and um i mean in reality i love talking star wars with my buddy and i want other people to view us as their buddies that they can sit in with once a week and have a talk with star wars and we're gonna figure out ways to get fan engagement and you know get some emails and get some topics of discussion and uh maybe set up voicemail somehow in the future and um maybe eventually trying to find bonus content that we can put out that uh, if people that enjoy talking to us and enjoy, you know, chilling with us, uh, they can pick up on Patreon or YouTube or whatever platform we put it out in um, just to really like, I, 
I don't know, man. I'm just excited to explore and move forward and, and really, really get into it. Yeah, man. 100%. But, for sure. But it's been a great pilot episode, and I think you're right. This is where we should call it. And uh, we don't – I don't think we have an outro prepared, but uh, no. is there any last words you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Only thing I want to say is that, uh, you know, this is like, you know, our pilot episode, I feel like it was really – it was it was a really – it was a wholesome episode. It was fun. We got to talk about we we kind of went off the rails a little bit, but we brought it back. We did go over the time we were shooting for, but that's that's fine. You know, it's good stuff. And we're gonna yeah. like like you were, we're saying, figuring this out too. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna iron out iron out the kinks and and uh, you know I, you know I've got a really good feeling about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. I'm with that. That was that was great. Yeah, man. All right. I we appreciate y'all listening. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you next week on They're Only Legends. All right. Peace, y'all.